five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast with a very, very special guest today. We have Connor here from Hedera Starter. Say, say hello to everyone, Connor. Howdy, y'all. Well, yeah. Yeah, and Connor is part of a really cool... Well, you're, you're a co-founder, right? Yes, I'm the co-founder, one of the co-founders of Hedera Starter, yeah. Okay, very cool, very cool. How many is there? Uh, there's only two co-founders. Two? Okay. Nice. Yeah, so um, do you mind just giving us a little little overview on what Hedera Starter is trying to do and all that yeah. good stuff? Yeah, so um, I think the best analogy is like a Y Combinator uh, kind of startup type deal. Uh, and we basically work with projects and people and teams in the ecosystem to see where they are at um, in terms of projects being developed, in terms of their tech and all their preparedness to go to market. And uh, we basically um, kind of accelerate them to the end stage where they're ready to go and have like a really good team um, and have everything polished up, have a protocol that makes sense, have a token that makes sense. Um, and so that when they launch, they're gonna be successful and then hopefully last for uh, years to come which is, I think, a very kind of a strong proposition in a uh, very fickle market. Yeah, very true. With with how many different projects there are, I think that's the main thing that kind of scares people is like, oh, there's all this hype between but, uh, behind this project initially, and then uh, it's dead. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> or it's a rug. Well, well yeah. Well, the good, good news is, is HBAR actually doesn't have that problem at yeah. the moment because everybody that's is good. like one big happy family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's why you guys... Personally, that's why I think why you guys are going to do so well is because you guys are mm-hmm. focused on the, the social aspect of everything, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. And that's and we can talk about that kind of further on down, but they, we, we're very much, I know, like with the NFT community, we've been trying to really build ties and build strong relationships with them because like the whole, the social aspect is going to be the differentiator for Hedera amongst every other chain. If we can build a, just to continue to uh, build a massively strong community social wise, that's going to be what pushes us ahead. Because I mean, we all have, you know, everyone's cheap, everyone's fast, X, Y, Z, but you know, if we can make Hedera stand out community wise, um, that's kind of be, you know, what's, what, what's going to allow us to overtake all of our competitors. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So who's behind the team at Hedera Starter? Obviously, I, we know it's you, and then who's yeah. the other so, co-founder? Other co-founder, um, older than myself, probably like twice my age. Um, <laughs> I'm a young guy, um, but I'm really good at just executing and, and delivering. Um, he does all the investor stuff that'd be Mark Berger. Um, we'll, we're trying to find a good way to make all this nice and public and, and all that jazz uh, because we're also continually hiring people, so it wouldn't make sense to like put out something we have added another person, add another person. Um, so Mark handles a lot of the investor relationships, all the legal stuff, um, all of the kind of um, real world, big, uh, big issue items that may be, that may be a cause for concern for many other projects. Um, but, and that, cause that's been something that we've also been trying to focus on is making sure that we're very, you know, figured out with legalities, with jurisdictions and all that stuff. Um, and that we're, you know, all the company, you know, legal pieces are in place. So there's him. We have our CTO, Chief Technical Officer, uh, Jochen, um, and he's a German gentleman, um, and he has his team of developers, which is like six to eight developers. I'm trying to remember all the faces on the Zoom calls from, from all the tech calls. <laughs> um, so they're working. Uh, so they're doing great work. Uh, they're part of them. Part of them are con- part of them are contractors. Part of them are just in-house developers. Uh, that we have access to um and so they're split up basically along uh, developing on binance smart chain we can talk about that and then split up uh with the hair development so it's like a two-pronged uh, assault on that front 
Um, and then we have the kind of community marketing um, overall social team, which is also kind of shared between the incubation business, business development team um, because they kind of work hand in hand because it's good to understand the social aspect and the marketing of what's, you know, the current meta of Hedera so that we can keep the business uh, incubation people in tune with that or in step with that as well. And so the marketing team is um, three people looking to bring on another person, actually looking to bring on two more people. And then the business team um, is shares uh, two people, two people at the moment. So that's like, if you, if you take all that, two co-founders, dev team of, let's say, let's say seven people just average it out. Um, nine right there, probably, probably like, you know, 13 to 14, and then maybe in addition, maybe up to 15, I think with, uh, potential hires accepting. And then we're also just, uh, going out in the community and really trying to find, um, people that are in the Hedera community that have a lot of experience, a lot of connections, and then really want to see, um, the, the network succeed and kind of fall in line with our vision. We're trying to recruit them as well. So. Lovely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Slow, but steady. When's the race? Yeah, no, that's the thing is like, that's been what we've, um, and not like a struggle, like funding wise, like we've been, we've been blessed with a really good team of investors, but, um, we are, you know, we've been trying to raise a, a significant bag. We have about, I think five and a half million will be kind of the end end stage of the initial funding, um, before we go into the IDO. And, you know, we did get comments from investors like, oh, that's a lot of money. You know, why don't you just want to raise like, you know, less than a million or, you know, or, you know, less than 2 million. And it's like, listen, like you have to take a look at Hedera, look at where it is, look at where the community's at, look at where the ecosystem is at and say, hey, this is going to be a four, five, six, 10 year kind of endeavor um, if we're successful. And so we want to have a runway that's going to be capable of supporting myself, all the employees, all the projects, everything that we're doing for, you know, at least at least five years or so maybe at zero profit. Um, and, because then, and that just goes back to the mindset. Like you said, this is a long-term thing. I'm not here to just show up and just push out projects. This is a very, uh, a very, something I'm very passionate about, so. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, judging by all the the documents and stuff you guys have put out, it's very easy to tell that. Yes, there's a yeah. lot of time and energy that has been put into this. I know, like for me, like I wake up at three a.m. my time, and I'm going to bed at like eight or nine p.m. And tonight I'll be going to bed late because we have a meeting with some people over in Vietnam. We're trying to get a Vietnam uh, marketing team set up. Wow. But yeah, we can also talk about expanding overseas later as well. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what what are you guys trying to accomplish at Hedera Starter? Like, what is what is your main goal behind the behind what you got going on? Yes. So uh, the vision is to have an ecosystem that is the biggest of all the ecosystems in terms of DApps specifically, uh, sure. and ideally users as well. And then making sure all those DApps that we do launch that we do have a role in um, are going to be quality uh, and professional because. We are Hedera. I feel like we have a little bit more professionalism than a lot of the other chains out there, just by nature of who are who the Hedera Foundation and the entire ecosystem is kind of partnered with. So, end stage, simple thing: launch lots of DApps, make sure they're quality, and make sure there's lots of people to be able to use them and really kind of uh, affect change in that manner. For the viewers out there listening right now, do you mind explaining what a DApp is? Because we have yes. a broad viewing, and some yeah, no, no, might definitely, not know. yeah. Yeah, so dApps are basically just uh, the, the shorthand for decentralized application, um, and that's basically just any sort of um, any sort of I guess we'll use the term application that's on a network on Ethereum, on an Avalanche, Solana, on Hedera. Um, these are these can range from decentralized exchanges, lending services, things that allow you to store your funds, trade your funds, transact your funds, move funds around. 
these these extend to gaming and nfts and um everything that exists on chain basically it's any kind of interactable um interactable function that's on chain um and these things then these dApps don't even necessarily need to have tokens they can be tokenless um permissionless type things um but they they're just basically uh functions that allow you to input data and you're going to receive some sort of output whether it's you know a game whether it's a you know like i said some sort of financial derivative or something like that so that's what i would call a doubt for sure that explains a lot yeah yeah it helps it a lot of people. perfect sense yes mm-hmm. so what made you choose hbar yes um so i have a lot of experience kind of in the in the general like startup slash launchpad y combinator whatever we're trying to do type scene the, the niche that we're trying to fill with hedera starter um and i was already able to see um how it played out across chains that already um had communities in place, had ecosystems in place where you can where you can deploy. Um, and Hedera is unique just because as as of right now, it doesn't have full um, ability or full capabilities to launch an ecosystem. Um, we're gradually getting there. There's people on the sidelines like Dovu um, and all those guys um, and Hashpack, and we're all like you know we have a bare bones ecosystem forming right now, and that's like the best opportunity because. Um, I feel my vision and my team's vision aligns very much with the vision of Hedera Starter, um, or not Hedera Starter, with the Hedera Foundation, with with the general community that already exists right now. Um, and so I feel like it's a perfect opportunity for us to come in and offer what we can offer before other people um, with ulterior motives, different different visions, different end state goals begin to kind of populate. Um, and so we very much want to help be a guiding hand that's able to ensure that Hedera is able to grow um to the very you know peak of the uh the overall crypto market but do so in a manner that's going to be conducive towards long-term success and towards you know over the 10 20 year 30 or whatever time span we're looking at for hedera that it's going to be kind of getting there in, in a manner that's you know that's going to be the, that's going to be honestly just in a manner with integrity and authenticity more so than you can say kind of for other chains yeah that's beautiful yeah we need we need more people like that in, yeah. the, in the space for <laughs> yes, sure. Honestly, that are just trying to do good, honest work and aren't trying to, you know, steal money from people. Or throw people under the bus. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are we are but honest uh, honest uh, DAP growers tending to our DAPs. <laughs> to use a meme. Yeah, that's that's good. That's real. That's solid. So. There was there was quite a few mentions in the uh, would you call it a, a white paper? There was a, a thirteen slide thing that you guys had prepared. I forget what that was called though. Uh, the deck, the investment deck. Yes. Yeah, the investment deck. Yeah. Um, on there, you had mentioned uh, the DAO and all that stuff behind it. So, do you mind also explaining to the audience what yep. a what a DAO is, just in general? Yeah, so, yeah. So a decentralized so DAO is D a DAO decentralized autonomous organization, and that's basically kind of a um, think of it as a corporation that's basically been devolved um, into a body where uh, the the membership and the the whole voting and power structures are all kind of determined uh, upon token holders and then various interactions between token holders. Um, mm -hmm. So it's basically just a group of people who have come together and have some sort of unifying token that allows, or you know, a token or entity even, um, which is technically a token, but you can have some sort of that that unifying um, uh, asset that allows them to interact with each other, uh, make proposals, do things differently with the DAO, and basically, you know, from a group of people, you have a single uh, entity that's able to act as a singular ent entity in a space. 
So, so does that how, make sense? Or, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, yeah, how would the H DAO different than others? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So H DAO. So the head error starter, and uh, we can kind of talk about this as well, is broken up into two pieces. We have the H DAO and we have the H PAD. Um, yes. The H DAO uh, <clears throat> in the process of incubation is closer to uh, the projects because those people are. Um, the, the members of the HDAO are going to be uh, privileged with a bit more responsibilities than the average person who participates in the uh, in the pad itself. Um, what that means is that they're going to be able to get access to earlier initial funding rounds, seed rounds, private rounds, and stuff like that, which investors normally or retail investors normally aren't able to get access to. But also, they play kind of a valuable role for us because they're uh, going to be the ones ultimately approving whether or not we can bring um, a project to the HPAD and then launch the actual project itself. Because what we'll be doing is, um, and this will kind of explain the incubation side, um, we'll get it, let's say a project comes to us, we'll go through um, and start meeting with them, getting to know them, we'll do an, uh, kind of an extensive, or they'll, they'll fill out an initial form to figure out kind of the general overview of their product. Our team, our biz dev team, our incubation team will begin researching them based off of that data. We'll have another call with them to kind of learn more. They'll fill out a much more extended, like six, seven page due diligence form that asks many different questions from funding, tech side, their history, their own employment, um, their funding sources of the full time, part time, uh, where their money's coming from, what their technical, um, uh, what the state of the tech is, if they have a prototype, if they have things actually that work or they don't work, or there's just ideas. Um, all this obviously to kind of pick apart if they're a rug or not, if they have, you know, do they have any funding? Are they just a kind of a, just a vaporware idea? Um, if they get through all that, then we can go forward and then figure out the pain points, figure out what we need to kind of look at. You know, some a lot of projects have tokens, their tokenomics are not really that not the best, and we can fix them and edit them to make sure that one, it's going to benefit their project and benefit all the investors in the long term. Um, and then also make sure that their protocol is the best possible. Let's say if we have a DEX coming out or like a DEX comes through um, and wants to launch, we take a look at, okay, what are some of the like really cutting edge uh, decentralized exchanges that are on the market? What can we do to really make this protocol as innovative as possible? Because, you know, the end state is we're trying to attract people to Hedera, you know, all the projects that we want to launch. We want to make sure that we do our market research across Ethereum, Solana, you know, Phantom, all these other, you know, uh, chains to see what everyone in the space is doing in regard to whatever the project niche is so that we can make this project the most like innovative and really build some unique concepts to make the project attractive so that one, it's able to survive. And then two, it's also able to attract and thrive and bring other people on chain because we want to, we want to make sure that all projects that we launch bring these things, um, or bring in new audiences and continue to expand the audience. And so HDAO then comes in and says, hey, these are all the retail people that are staking into the HDAO. And, you know, we've got this project. This is what we've done. These, this is what, you know, we're looking at doing with this project. Do we want to launch them? Do we accept them as they are, you know, yes or no? And so they'll ultimately vote. And that's the kind of the DAO aspect of uh, them deciding to vote. If they vote no, it's a matter of, okay, let's consult. Let's figure out why this is an open, you know, this is an open forum of communication. and. Um, Maybe some people in the in the DAO believe, you know, the token office could be adjusted. You know, is there a single specific point that you know everyone agrees? You know, we need to adjust or fix that. Yes or no? Then let's go ahead and fix that. Um, and then ultimately, hopefully, they'll you know give the give the yay vote, and then we can take that, do the funding. The H DAO will get to you know get access to all the funding. We'll connect them additionally to our kind of network of investors that want to support them as well. And then once that initial funding round is uh, kind of done, then we'll go through. 
begin their true marketing and really ramp up their own the, the project interaction with the community and basically like debut the project and then that progresses to the HBAC. So the HDAO is a very vital thing and this is the cool aspect long term because with the first few projects, you know, people are, you know, they're new, they're gonna, you know, you know, they have I, I know for me, like I've reviewed like and dealt with like 60, 70 plus projects at this point is what it seems like. And uh, so I, I, I can kind of pick out, I can, I, like, I'll look at it tokenomics, I automatically know, like, okay, this is, these are some pain points. I look at the protocol, like, these are some pain points. The the goal is to have that community, the HDAP members all start to spin up that experience. And since, you know, as we talk about building overseas and looking at bringing communities overseas and getting, you know, you know people in different areas and different markets involved, we're essentially, like, uh, aggregating knowledge and experience from all these different parts of the world and then all, you know, getting them exposure to this process of incubation. And so that's going to allow us to generate really unique and diverse ideas. And so that'll hopefully really put us on a path to be uh, the HDAO to be like an innovation center where we have, you know, all these people with these really unique experience, unique backgrounds, all, you know, providing their valuable input. And so what does that mean? That means the projects that we put out are going to get better and better and better over the years. And that's uh, kind of a long-term vision. Um, and then ultimately why I think the HDAO is such a, a massive part of Hedera started and we just need to focus on and that's one of the big things I'm focused on executing correctly because that can make or break um, and also really define us from all these other launch pads that exist. Yes. So yeah. it's, that's a long-winded answer. Does that? Oh, it's great. It's no, beautiful. Man. Yeah, It's literally beautiful. It's perfect because yeah. the people in the Hedera community are going to want to they're gonna, want, they're gonna want to know us. everything. Yes, exactly. They yeah. love, yes, they're gonna love it all. Yeah, you're you're like you're like the patches of Hedera starter. Everybody goes to patches for like is, yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> patches is the goat. He's he's an awesome guy. I love him. He is. Yeah, I, I, yeah. He's he's really good. So we have the H DAO and the H Pad. Mm -hmm. The H Start token powers both. How will that be used? Yeah. So the H uh, H Start token. Um, the HDAO is going to be contingent. Your membership in the HDAO is contingent upon just staking the HDAO token. And then membership, same thing with the pad, is contingent upon staking of the, the HDAO token. And there's varying amounts, and we'll kind of release this as we get closer to our own launch. Um, but you basically just need to have, uh, there's like, a, there's no tiers for um, the HDAO. There are some like specific mechanics to, um, to handle different niches and different industries because it's not like everyone and everyone who stakes the HDAO is going to all get access to, you know, DeFi protocols. People that have experience with DeFi, care about DeFi, want to learn or want to deal with specifically with, specifically with DeFi, will stake to HDAO and then specifically select to be on the DeFi kind of like council. It's effectively called, or what we call it as the councils of industry. Um, and then with the HPAD itself, you uh, are doing something kind of similar where if you want to participate, you know, if you're, if you're focused on NFT or metaverse protocols, you'll be staking the HPAD. And then you can specifically choose to focus only on, you know, getting primary access to NFT and metaverse kind of protocols. Um, because we, you know, we understand not everybody wants, you know, to invest in DeFi or invest in metaverse or invest in gaming or whatever that comes to the pipeline. Um, and then the NFT, the HPAD works on a lottery system. Uh, and we, we've gotten, uh, comments and criticism for that. And I fully understand. Um, but the the reasoning behind choosing to do a lottery based system where, you know, the higher tiers have a higher chance of getting a lottery allocation because you've, you know, you've invested more money um, into the higher tiers, obviously. But the whole reasoning behind the lottery system is that as we get bigger and bigger and have a larger, uh, you know, investor amount of people or investor uh, base, like if we have 
if you have a thousand people, guaranteed allocations are fine. If you have, you know, but you know, as you start to go five thousand, ten thousand, if we're aiming for like, you know, a really a globe trotting launch pad that's able to serve many different markets in many Brilliant. different languages, yep. that's thousands and thousands of people, and that's and that is an end state goal. And so we're trying to just make sure that's already in place right now. So that as we get to, you know, fingers crossed, you know, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 people that are getting involved in hey, Aerostarter, um, you know, guaranteed allocations just really is not conducive, you know, uh, to serving a wide investor base, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it, it's definitely going to help, especially as you guys start to grow and you're going to be mm-hmm. onboarding a ton of new projects having having investors be able to specifically pick out like hey i'm only interested in this one thing or maybe like a like a bucket of things per se mm-hmm. and then that way they can help you know allocate their money where they want it to be yeah it's really really smart it's genius. Like, it's, <laughs> it's genius. really good makes me want we to do have a, we do have a third solution <laughs> as well um that's kind of um it's it's the second we it, we are a two-token system so we do have another token it's the h prime token and that's basically kind of what you mentioned it's the basket token mm-hmm. um and we're effectively building that to be the like an etf token like a head era innovation etf token and so um all projects um, that pass through will contribute some portion of tokens into the backing of this h prime token and so we're basically Ideally, the end state is like, you know, five, 10 years down the line, we've had, you know, let's say a hundred projects, a hundred projects have launched. All of those projects have committed some portion of their tokens to underlie the H prime token. And then there's like specific mechanics, mathematics behind the, how we're doing the release of the H prime token to make sure it's pretty fair. Um, but it's basically just going to be like an ETF innovation basket. Um, so kind of like Kathy Woods token or kind of like Kathy Woods stocks, but hopefully uh, more successful <laughs> in the long term. No, no yeah. offense to Kathy Wood, but you know. <laughs> yeah. They're hitting, you're, you guys are literally hitting every single aspect of the market. Yeah. Which is cool. Been, yeah. Sir. Yeah, you're good. Um, it's, it, it, it's cool what you guys are doing because you're, you're filling in something that I feel like Hedera has really... I'm not going to say drop the ball on because I know that they're very focused on a particular side of the industry of business to business. And that's great. But the Hashgraph technology can be used for so many other things. Literally anything. Damn yeah, li- literally. Yeah, just about. <laughs> yeah. So you guys are filling in a really, really nice niche there that has the potential mm-hmm. to just explode. Yeah. Great idea. And that's. And that's been like uh, like our focus. I know we're like uh, we must be annoying the, the the foundation at this point because I've gotten like nearly everyone's emails and we're constantly chatting with them um, every few days on in different aspects, whether it's on the funding side, on the grant side. And we've submitted and we have submitted a grant to be an accelerator. We're just waiting, and I pay them every single week, and I'm pretty sure I'm just annoying them at this point because I'm like, <laughs> hey, what's the status of our grant? And they're like, it's coming. We're not giving you deadlines. I'm like, eh, it's okay. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> fine, um, but I know like we're we are constantly chatting with their developers, with their tech teams, um, just because you know we have our developers that are working on Hedera um, and on the Hedera side of smart contracts, and so they have all these you know issues and things that they're worried about, and so we're just trying to constantly communicate. It's a very open like um, floor uh, open open channels of communication, so we're very grateful 
with the foundation in that regard. And and that's the thing is like we understand like you know they like you said they have the focus on enterprise grade industry and that that demands a lot because there's very you know high regulations and stipulations and I don't think most people comprehend no, um, the amount of effort all. that needs to be done. Not yeah, at there's all. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, especially especially that interaction with the crypto industry which has the stigmas that it does have. So you know they're doing the Lord's work in that regard. So I don't <laughs> even mind like you know. Um, putting the time and effort to kind of counterpoint them in this regard to, to a system. Cause that's, I feel like that's what we're doing is we're, you know, supporting them working hard and trying to get, you know, funding to support ourselves so that we can, in the end, ensure that hair is able to grow. And that like ties into, you know, I'm in, you know, we're talking to, you know, people that can help us develop communities in Korea and the Philippines and APAC or Asia Pacific. Um, I think now I'm also talking to people in the Middle East as well, um, all these different countries and regions that can be served. Um, and, you know, while Hedera's focused elsewhere, it's like, hey, we, we exist, we're bringing up the slack um, and trying to assist them in this regard and build out these communities across the world. Because, like I said, it's going to be able to source people, source projects, source innovation from, uh, which is only going to assist Hedera in the long run and kind of bring us um, closer to kind of the DAP ecosystem and then the enterprise grade and then bridging the two so makes total sense to me that's amazing yeah some good stuff that's, that's, that's some really good that's stuff. some good stuff absolutely um on your on the that investor slide thing that you had it you had mentioned uh or actually no it wasn't on the slide it was on your website you said register it was like something along the lines of like register for an ido what is an ido yep an IDO is an, an initial distribution offering, kind of like just a, a massively improved version of an ICO. That's much more like uh, ICO, which was initial coin offering, which was the thing back in like 2017, yeah. 2018. Um, I think, did Hedera do an ICO? I feel like Hedera. Well, the way that they actually raised money was really interesting because they, they I'm trying to remember, it, w- it was really different from what anybody else had done because they had they had like sold the token initially to people mm-hmm. and that was like their round of seed funding, which I guess is kind of like an initial coin offering, but it also wasn't available to the public. And there was like this whole thing of like regulations and stipulations about selling it. And then you had to yeah. have like a certain amount and it was just minimums and yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, so an IDO or the initial distribution offering is just a means of um, using KYC and as, as as regulatorily compliant that we could be with all of this, um, and hence hence why there is KYC with us. Um, so certain people from certain regions may not be able to uh, be served, unfortunately. But like I said, with the second token, there's a you know there's still ways you can invest in it. Um, but an IDO basically is um, you have uh, you know however many tokens that are up for sale at a certain price. And then, um, depending on any other mechanics that you want to introduce, uh, the investors are selected via that lottery mechanic, and then they have an allocation. You, can, you know, they can invest a thousand, two thousand, you know, to five, ten thousand, however much, and then they can then purchase that allotment of tokens at that price. Um, and then those tokens will then be dispersed either in full to them, or depending if you know the tokenomics, they may be dispersed or maybe maybe vested. There may be a cliff or a a time period that they have to wait before they can get the full amount of tokens. Um, but event, but basically they're just, hey, you know, we have, you know, let's say, you know, 500,000 tokens up for grabs at this price. Um, all those investors that decided to opt in to be allocated will get their allocations based on their tier. 
and then they invest um, however much, whatever their tier maximum is, and then they'll be given those tokens either in full or in distribution parts based on the vested mechanics, which, which is all going to be public whenever an IDO happens itself. So Amazing. Mm-hmm. So this kind of like is is potentially an improvement on just simply dropping a token on a dex because that leaves you up to a token getting sniped by bots, um, which happens happens all immensely all the time, all the time exactly. And then um, you know if a token was like, hey, if the founders wanted to say, hey, we're selling this token for a penny, but a bot comes by and just like snipes the entire supply, <laughs> then suddenly that token is not a penny; it is a much larger price, I imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, most definitely. So you have a community innovation pool. What are some benefits that come with that? Yes, so that community, that community innovation pool is what is backing the H-Prime token. Gotcha. So when projects doing their IDO, we'll collect X percentage of uh, the total supply, which is then st- uh, stuck into the community innovation pool. And that H-Prime token has that basket of community, the, the basket of pools, which are filled with all those project tokens. Nice. That's a cool idea. It's almost like a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Like when, like when you go to like put money in your retirement, like the S&P, like how it's like a basket of Basically, a ton of yeah. different currencies or, together. Uh, yeah, like a 401k. Or, yeah. 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 Or like a ton of different 401k, stocks. 401k. Mutual yeah, so funds. Yeah. Like a, it's like a mutual fund, but for yeah. crypto. And that's what we're trying to do. Because like, and like this goes back to the idea of we're doing KYC, we're following regulation. People are not allowed in certain regions. And so, hey, you know, you can't participate, but you can certainly buy the token, which is can constantly being backed and increased in backing by projects that are launching and, and still be regulatory and legally compliant. Continuing so. to grow. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to input as well that we have not asked? Um, that's a good question. I know. Um, I think one of the things I talked about, I put out a, I put out a, uh, an article on hbar.news um, and that was about, um, basically doing work um, and something that I saw uh, of people in the community chats and the telegrams and kind of on Twitter uh, complaining about price and stuff like that uh, of the actual H4 token itself. Um, And the thrust of that was just um, rather than like get too wrapped up in price uh, and get too worried about the day-to-day goings on of, you know, well, certain amount of tokens unlocked or the Hedera tokenomics or X, Y, or Z, or people got in at this price and blah, 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 and that. Like just focus on like the day-to-day building of your own personal skill set and your own personal involvement in the community. That's going to be like a positive um, uh, impact on it. So whether that's if you're a programmer getting better at you know developing your own pro- uh, projects, you're building up a portfolio of potential DApps that you could launch. You know, deep diving into the overall Hedera, you know, code uh, the GitHub's and learning as much as you can, so that you can start testing out and playing around with different things. Um, whether that's Focusing on your artwork, focusing on your NFT creation, and doing uh, traveling in that regard, or even just um, you know being a medium writer, like a YouTuber, like you guys, and like talking to different people in the ecosystem, and generating discourse and generating conversation, and steering it away from you know, okay, well the price is twenty one cents right now, the price is twenty two cents yesterday, but it was twenty five. You know, it, like it doesn't matter. It's not productive. Um, doing interviews is productive. Writing articles is productive having conversations and Twitter lives and doing things like that and moving and generating energy in the space, that's productive. Mm-hmm. Coding and building your portfolio on Hedera and utilizing the Hashgraph and exploring Hashgraph and what uh, the different means that we can implement it in different functions 
is you know significantly more production yes. productive than worrying about the technical analysis and yes. like i understand you know it's it's money it's money and you know it's emotional people have money invested my a lot of, i have money invested everyone has lots of money invested but that's but you know that's a unifying factor but yes. let's move past that and focus on actually building and putting in work and time and effort because that's going to pay off a year two three years down the line exactly. people spending lots of time being consistent and consistently working is going to pay off more so than you tweeting about, you know, price action. Yes, it'll pay yeah. off a lot more yeah. than just sitting around watching the price move. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which will probably end up being parallel to Bitcoin for a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I, yeah, like why worry about the price? It's just, it's just following Bitcoin. Like, it's, yeah, dollar cost now. average and work hard. Yeah, exactly. It basically, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like you know, you're gonna, you're developing, you're literally improving yourself in those skills and in that yeah. regard, and so. Yeah. If you keep doing that, you're just going to get better and better and better. And then, boom, something good's going to happen. You know, some, I mean, fucking, I may hire your ass. I, you know, <laughs> a project that we launched may hire you. Some of the, you know, you may come across yeah. something that's going to help you in the long run. And that's going to happen because you put in time, effort, and work, and you cared about, you know, finding some sort of expertise that's not necessarily going to happen by talking about price. So, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Do you want to give them the state of the age bar? Ah, yes. So with, uh, as I'm sure you've heard with, with everybody we interview, uh, mm. I, I ask the, I ask the guest, what is the state of H bar? So in your opinion, and since you're in a completely different sort of sector of, I guess you could say blockchain technology yes. kind of in, in general, how would you, how do, how do you think that H bar can be improved? Do you think they're doing well now? What are what are some what are your thoughts on HBAR as a whole as well? Yeah, so um, uh, NFTs are fresh in my mind. Um, I feel like the NFT. We'll start with the NFT community. NFT sure. community is doing great work, um, and I'd love to see. Um, the, my only critique is that they just keep pushing forward and really being experimental with their art and really trying to um, break some boundaries and just put out just some really awesome, just interesting pieces that are not present on other chains. Um, I like, you know, the profile pictures and all that, that's really cool. It's awesome. Um, but I'm really supportive of the people that are developing just unique um, art that's like one of one, hand-drawn or handmade or stuff like that. Yep. Just venture, just put it out, you know, just find, you know, find art that you're actually passionate about building and doing and, and you're creating, start creating and doing and then put that out. Um, the community is doing good right now. And then if we can push them in that regard and really kind of help them expand their overall creative boundaries, they're only going to be better and they're going to be a defining feature of Hedera and kind of outclass yeah. all the other chains. Um, so that's NFTs. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, like my sector and dApps, um, this is kind of like uh, more so for the foundation, um, but um, they just need to keep working with us and we're working with them. So it's just a matter of just keeping um, that work and consistency up in terms of what needs to be built, what needs to be, you know, finished up, developed um, so that we can have kind of the full support. And they've been doing a great job as is. It's just like, you know, we just need to keep working, keep pushing forward so that we can have um, hopefully a, a full ecosystem support by the end of like Q2, uh, Q2, Q3. Because after that, we'll get dApps, we'll be off to the races. So. Uh, in terms of that, just continued work and continued effort um, is kind of all we're asking for. And that's what we're offering. And we're offering time and energy. And we just kind of want the same under the foundation. That's what they've been doing. That's been great. Um, for uh, 
funding and marketing, uh, just continuing to kind of make the money available. Um, I understand like, you know, they're, they're only so big, they can only focus on so many things. And that's why we're kind of stepping up to the plate with trying to expand um, and really seed foreign markets and talk to, you know, start laying the foundation uh, overseas. Um, and so that's just continue to make funds available. They've been making funds available to us and we're trying to utilize them. Um, so just kind of have that, continue to have that open conversation with us. Um, in that regard, and we'll hopefully continue to kind of uh, start growing out our foreign markets and really start pushing, because uh, that's something that I've been really hammering on the past like yeah. two weeks, um, and I'm like super close um, to kind of getting the initial pieces kickstarted, and I'm going to be so proud to really see that happen. Because if Very we can cool. say, hey, we kickstarted Korea, we kickstarted Thailand, we kickstarted Vietnam, we kickstarted APAC, we kickstarted the Middle East, Latin America, Africa, all these different guys. Um, that's going to be an awesome. That's really going to take us from zero to one, one to a hundred. Um, so there's that. Um, You're really going to touch I'd, a lot more eyes. With exa- exactly. Yeah. Those dude. Like, rather than just yeah. the Western side of the world. Yeah. Yep. Because I mean, for for better or worse, Ethereum. You know, if you know as much as they want to, they can't necessarily do that. Um, and then other chains, I don't think, are really focused on that as well, and not focused on like taking care of those people and delivering them a genuinely good product that is going to be able to last them um, for kind of many years, many years ahead. Yeah. So it's the, so, foundation, so foundation wise, um, I know people complain about the foundation, but at the end of the day, they're, they're doing their thing. They're working hard on their end. We just Very need to hard. step up as a community Absolutely. and um, offer our services, see how we can work with the foundation. Um, it's a two way street. They're doing their work. We just need to say, Hey, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to put in time and effort, ready to volunteer in whatever capacity I can. And I can put in work on my end um, because uh, that's 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 you know that's what's going to define us as a community, a community that's willing to actually put in the work to grow the chain and make it necessary. Um, aside from that, yeah, that's the big thing. I you know there's been some drama and some other stuff around, um, but I just you know I think things are going fine as is. We just need to kind of put in the work, and uh, if we enjoy, if we can keep you know showing up with energy and get that momentum going, then the rest of this year is going to be I think a, a heck of a year in my opinion. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. No. Yeah, that was fun. honestly the best state of age bar we've gotten yeah. today. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, considering he's in like everything. Literally. <laughs> he touches every aspect of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, our last question for you. Well, we one, we appreciate having you on and we're very appreciative that you were able to come on and talk to us absolutely hey, thank you all for having me on like such a short notice because like, i was kind of like dm let's do this <laughs> so hey, man, it all worked so out much. and we're here now appreciate it yeah yeah mm-hmm. but our last question is price prediction for h bar end of year as much as you hate mm-hmm. it <laughs> no yeah um man um it's a hard one doing... it's a very hard mm-hmm. one yeah um what the price was like what like it's it's been around 20 cents right yeah. yeah okay i'm trying to think market cap and then all the trillions of dollars that are soon to funnel through h bar yeah <laughs> have, have, have you heard any uh like meme amounts like for instance xrp everybody thinks that's going to go to 589 and there's a bunch yes. of like riddler stuff behind that <laughs> When I when I when I when I'm like super super tired and I'm browsing biz and I'm like looking at the XRP schizo threads I'm like oh, oh yes sixty eight thousand dollar XRP yes 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 oh, um, I mean like let's say let's say because let's say we have like a three million a three billion dollar market cap and we're at like twenty cents that's probably 
roughly in the ballpark. Um, if we can push up another, like if we can push to 10 billion um, for the, by the end of the year with the launch of dApps, I think we're going to be in a really good spot. Um, Cause at that point we've like three X the entirety of the market cap. Um, and that'll hopefully push us up to like 60, 60 cents. Um, and um, I th- yeah, so like 10, I say 10 to 15 billion uh, market cap would be a, would be a good solid attainable goal if we can deploy DApps, get an ecosystem you know built up and get that audience going, and that'll put us between like sixty cents to a dollar. Uh, and I think that would be good um, because at the end of the day, the the determining factor for that is TVL, uh, and if yeah. we have that the uh, the actual DeFi volume and all this you know all the value coming in, all the liquidity flowing, and that's going to be the real determining factor. And yeah. I, for for people, I wouldn't worry about market cap so much at that point. Yeah, I would more sure. focus on check DeFi llama, look at the TVL. You know, let's let's get to the first million. That's going to be awesome. First ten million, awesome. Hundred million, awesome. First billion TVL. That's going to be you know that's that's the that's the newsbreaker right there. And then after that, it's just like fantastic. Because I mean, total TVL, I think in the entirety of the market's like two hundred two hundred billion. Um, so once we can start making a big dent, once we start really taking up a good sliver on like DeFi Llama, that's going to be like, you know, mission accomplished. And we're only, uh, we're, that's like the first, you know, we've reached the top of the mountain, but we're only halfway there type thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully when Tether eventually implodes, it doesn't take everything else with it. Yeah. <laughs> and United States actually decides to start regulating things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Make you or a stop Tether. Yeah, first stop Tether. First stop Tether. First stop Tether. Oh my god. Oh no, they're already on Ripple. Yeah. Yeah, we've known that. Yeah. For a year now. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, those poor ones. I mean they're they're I mean Lord no, it's like the 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 meme of the uh the giant taking all the arrows of the SEC so that uh, Ripple can protect the rest of the cryptocurrency system. Yeah. I don't think they could have sued a better firm though. I mean Ripple's got so much money they got i bet they have some of the best lawyers money can buy i think they honestly sued the wrong company well if they wanted to win yeah 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 i mean i I paid attention tangentially to the court proceedings but i'm like i was like looking at some of the lawyers and the firms i'm like these are just sec guys like it's the sec like suing the sec i'm like how i'm like oh my god like it's like world war one it's just just tell me nothing's moving yeah i'm like this is great nothing's moving but something's happening yeah, like something's happening. Nothing moves until everything the, moves. Yes, I feel the ripples. The ripples in the waves. There you go. Well, Connor, once again, thank you for having or coming onto our podcast. I don't know why I said thank you for having us. No, you're like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Thank you like, so much for coming for on. Just, yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for just kind of you know flipping the coin, having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So I love what you guys are doing. I like the diversity, the interviews, all the stuff that's been talked about. Um, it's just been really good. I love to see just anyone in the industry talking uh, talking about like anything that's you know the, uh, the price. Uh, the price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> price and speculation. Yeah. Price and speculation, but complete props on that. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Appreciate it. We man. appreciate you, Connor. Thank you for that. We're here to spread yeah. knowledge, just like you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We got to grow this community one way or another. Yeah. So might as well so we start here. We got the big muscles and Fuck, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, meanwhile, I got the SpongeBob arms. Like, I, I like I do that. Yours go, bah! and mine go. Huh. Yeah. Good luck on that competition, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. Uh, I've been like, 
I'll probably live stream it or something because I have to get covered in tanning oil and I turn orange and I'll be in a little this little speedo thing. <laughs> a so they're gonna be like, "Oh, is that the Hedera starter co-founder like Boris? <laughs> like, what is he doing?" Like, so I'm like, "Hey, he's doing his best PR? Trump impression." It's it's exactly it's a Trump impression. It's PR. Like, why is that Hedera guy orange? Like, what's going on? It's like, boom, there we go. There's our audience. That's how we got him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect. That's fantastic. Well, thanks yeah. again for ha- coming on to our podcast, mm-hmm. and yeah, we'll definitely be putting all of your socials in the link below or the yeah. description. Thank you, yeah. And the links to the yeah. documents that were talked about because that like every there's everything so much information. there's so much really really good information that's really hard to kind of just jam into a video that's not like twelve hours long. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Nope. And we're constantly backing that up. We'll have some like a I think our official white paper coming out hopefully this week once I get around to editing it. There's just nice. some other stuff. So it's a beautiful design on the website as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, our, sleep, our, yeah. our front end guys are legends. Absolutely. Our entire development team is just a bunch of rock stars. I love them to death. It's a beautiful yeah. Lord's work. You so. should uh, you should you should have them email Medium and ask them why it's so hard to physically like print stuff like if you if you physically hard if you physically tried to print media from from medium before it'll straight up just cut off entire paragraphs for absolutely no reason whatsoever you can't resize it you can't change the margin to get it to work properly you have to use third-party apps to to uh you, you would think they just have like a simple like they have the share of the light or whatever and then just the print it's like just just print. yeah no. that's that's it no. print. so well, this has been the Alt Kings podcast. Next week with another episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>